good evening and welcome to another nighttime mental prayer with Shalom Kaysen. Today's topic is light of the world. And before we begin, make sure to hit that like button takes a split second. You can hit it right now if you please. And thank you so much and hit the share button. It's really going to help me to share this apostolate if you hit the like and the share. Thank you. And we're going to start in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. My God, I firmly believe that thou art everywhere present and seest all things. Cleanse my heart from all vain, wicked, and distracting thoughts. Enlighten my understanding and inflame my will, that I may pray with reverence, attention, and devotion. Give me light to know my faults and grant me grace to be truly sorry for my sins. Today's quote is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. And we're just going to reflect on this quote for a short while. Here's the quote, ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14. All right, moving on to our reflection, sit quietly and consider this. How can you share the light of Christ more tomorrow? And the quote, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. How can you share the light of Christ more tomorrow?
here's the reflection. How can you share the light of Christ more tomorrow? And the quote, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. How can you share the light of Christ more tomorrow? All right, moving on to our thanksgiving prayer. Almighty and eternal God, I adore thee and I thank thee for all the benefits which thou in thy infinite goodness and mercy has conferred upon me. And our resolution, the most important part of mental prayer, the thing that makes it so different than any other kind of prayer. First of all, it is an ancient form of prayer. I'm not even sure how far back it goes, but as far as in Christian history, uh, at least a thousand, maybe even 1500 years, there are writings about mental prayer. It has been called different things. It's been called meditation. It's been called uh, Lectio Divina. It's been called mental prayer. It's been called reflections, but the format is always the same. You take some spiritual topic, you think deeply on it, and then you resolve to change your life based on that reflection and you ask God to help you keep the resolution. This form of prayer is ancient, but in modern times it has been pretty much completely lost and nobody really talks about it anymore, at least not in a uh, formulaic, systematic way. People might reflect on the scriptures, but then they don't follow it up with a resolution to change their lives. People might make resolutions to change their lives, but they don't use the power of the scriptures and other spiritual topics to bolster their resolutions. People might make resolutions and use the scriptures to meditate on at the same time, but they don't ask God to help them keep their resolution. So you need to have all of the aspects that I put in these podcasts in order to truly do a mental prayer. But I'm telling you, it's so beneficial it's, and it's ancient because it is the best form of prayer that there is. Of course, the Our Father is the best vocal prayer. However, and, and vocal prayers are great praying along with prayers that uh, friends and family can all play together. That is powerful. That is awesome. However, uh, with the resolution, with a excuse me, with a mental prayer, it can be prayed as a group as these are prayed. People watch these live online. We all pray together and that's awesome. Um, and somebody could even take these videos or take on my website, sdkason.com. The meditations are there. You could pull that up and tell everybody to pull it up on their phone or put it up on a screen and you can have a leader read over it. And people could even talk about um, some of the uh, insights they've had after the reflection questions. I think that'd be a great idea. A little small group you could have. And I put up these, um, I put up the mental prayers in text format every day. So Monday through Friday. So that would be 
a really interesting thing to see. Let me know if you do that. I, I like that idea. Anyway, it's very beneficial because it's very ancient and it combines the reflection with the scriptures, with spiritual topics. It asks God to enlighten us and then we resolve to change our lives and we ask God to help us with that resolution. It's so powerful. There's just a cascading effect of just asking God to help us and um, just also pushing ourselves to be better and better. It's just so awesome. I mean, I could go on and on about why I love mental prayer so much, why I want to spread it and why it's so important. The question that I do have is why did it go away? Why did it get lost? I'm not sure. But moving on to our resolution based on this reflection, we should resolve to avoid every sin we possibly can. However, we should especially resolve to avoid one particular deadly sin. And this is a part of the podcast where you should really think about the sins that you are committing. Oh man, I forgot to turn off this timer. Let me do that. Boom. Uh, you should really think about the sins that you're committing. It's not just like, uh, Hey, I'm just going to pick one random seven deadly sin. That's why before I used to suggest which one that you should uh, avoid. Now I leave it open. You can avoid any of the seven deadly sins, but you need to really look into your heart based on the reflection and say, what sin am I struggling with? And you need to confess it, confess it to God. And um, I'm Catholic, so we actually uh, go to confession to a priest. And some people would disagree with that. Some Christians would disagree with that. They would say, you're not supposed to confess to a man. And I would 100% agree. I don't confess to a man. I don't go to the priest to confess to the priest like I would go to you or my um, or one of my friends. And all, although that could be beneficial, but the point I'm getting at is I don't go to the priest because I need to talk to the priest about my sins. I go to the priest because in, in my belief, um, the priest has the authority from God, similarly to the Old Testament, where the sins couldn't be forgiven unless you went to the priest in the temple and gave her sacrifice. So um, I believe that the priest has been given power and we believe that Catholics believe that based on the Bible, when Jesus uh, rose from the dead, he said, peace, I leave you, my, my peace, I give you. Uh, and then he says, whoever sins you forgive are forgiven and whoever sins you retain are retained. And he blew on them and gave them the holy, well, he didn't give them the Holy Spirit at that time, but he did blow on them and give them authority and power to do that. And most Christians would agree that the apostles definitely had power and authority to forgive or to retain sins. But but uh, most Christians will say that um, that power went away when the last of the apostles died. The only difference between Protestants and Catholics is that we believe that power didn't go away, that it was carried on by the impositions of hands, and they actually still do the ritual of blowing on um, a candidate when they are becoming a priest. They blow on them in the form of a cross, and they put oil on, and they say the same words that Jesus said. So we believe that uh, that power is coming from Christ himself, and that we are confessing actually to Christ. Christ is there. The priest is just there as um, the priest. Basically, his job is to say, hey, um, uh, you are by doing this penance, saying these prayers, and then I'll forgive you. But it's not him forgiving you. It's really Christ. 
and um i don't know i mean just trying to explain a little bit it's really difficult i wasn't planning to go into this topic but the point i was getting at is if you confess your sins um, there is a benefit to confessing your sins to a person and that benefit is that when you say them out loud they become more real so yes confess to god and i go straight to god i confess my sins as soon as i commit my sins as soon as i realize i've committed my sins i confess it straight to god but i also go to the priest just because that's catholic belief but if you're protestant you should confess your sins to a person it doesn't have to be um, your pastor it could be your spouse it could be your brother or sister or it could just be a trusted friend and the reason why i say this is because it builds accountability when you confess your sins to a human being first of all you have to make them manifest by saying them out loud and you don't have to say hey sally sue or joe schmo forgive me you just say hey sally sue um, yesterday I watched a movie and it had some lewd and lustful scenes in there and I didn't turn it off. I should have, I should have fast forwarded or I should have just turned the movie completely off, but I didn't. I watched it anyway and I know that was wrong and I asked God to forgive me, but I just want you to be my accountability buddy. Next time you see me, ask if I've watched a movie like that again. Keep me accountable so that I can avoid these sins. So, whether you are Catholic or Protestant, it is very good to um, reveal your sins to a human just for accountability's sake. Not necessarily that that person has the authority to forgive you or not, but that person does have the ability to assist you in your walk towards avoiding as many sins as possible. So I would strongly suggest telling your sins to a friend a trusted confidant, your spouse, uh, your parents, if you're younger. And, um, you know, one thing that's beneficial about Catholic is the priest cannot tell your sins to anyone else. So like sometimes you might feel like you need to hide a certain sin. You don't want that particular person to know. Like if you cheated on your spouse, I mean, hey, you're not going to want to tell your spouse that right away. Uh, although, let me tell you, you should, <laughs> but we're humans. You're not, you might not, you might be scared of what they might do. And you, so like, yes, you should tell a trusted person. The benefit of that Catholics have is when we tell the priest, the priest cannot tell anyone. It's like, um, how doctors have confidentiality and psychologists, the priest is very similar. It's actually protected by the law in every country around the world. The priest cannot tell what he hears in the confession. So I feel very comfortable telling the priest any sin I've done. And the reason we have that is because if you've murdered someone, if you cheated on your spouse or something like that, of course, the priest is going to tell you, you need to make restitution. You need to tell your spouse that you cheated. But in order to get the strength to do that, the priest allows the person to do it on their own. He doesn't go behind their back and say, hey, you know, your husband, Joe, he cheated on you. No, the priest isn't going to do that. But like I said, um, you don't have to tell every sin if you have a trusted friend, your spouse, your parents or whatever. But tell the ones that are really nagging you the most and that are really just over and over bothering you um, to a human being and say, hey, just keep me accountable. I'm not telling you this because I need you to forgive me. I'm telling you this because I need some human accountability. Of course, God is there. But when sometimes when God speaks to us, he speaks so softly. If we're not listening with all the noise and music and honking horns and smog and protests, like we can't hear him. We can't hear him over the 24-7 news cycle, social media, um, video games. We can't hear him. But if there's a person there sending you a text, 
hey, remember last week you told me you were struggling with lust a little bit. Did you like, were you able to overcome that? Like, have you been praying about it? Hey, let's pray together. I'm just, like, how powerful would that be? And I think a lot of um, people just don't tell other people their sins. They're like, I, I just only need to tell God. Yes, that's true. A hundred percent. I 1000% agree. Tell God and that's it. However, if you tell a person, they can help to keep you accountable and they can help you potentially avoid that sin in the future. I was going to talk about <laughs> one of the other sins, but uh, there's not enough time. All right. For our resolution and night prayer, my God, I offer thee these resolutions. Unless thou deignest to bless them, I cannot be faithful to them. And visit, we beseech thee, O Lord, this habitation, and drive far from it all the snares of the enemy. Let thy holy angels dwell herein to keep us in peace, and may thy blessing be always upon us. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, thy Son, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And like I said before, I'm trying to see if um, I'm talking too much or not enough or just right. Leave me a comment and let me know because I really get excited about the resolution part and I like leaving my comments. But let me know if it's like too much, you, like you don't want to hear me talking for five or seven or ten minutes about a topic or let me know if it's it's good. It's, it's helping you out to kind of hear some of the things that I reflect about because I could kind of extract that and put it in a different video format if it is kind of uh, disrupting the flow of the mental prayer. But I find that it helps me to go back and listen to these things myself. So I, I hope it's helping you as well. Leave me a comment because it's kind of hard to know if you guys don't tell me. All right. Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the bell, share, follow me on social media at ShalomKason1. Go to SDKason.com for quotes and meditations and support us at our shop. And we also have prayer books and card games coming very soon. And, and until, little tongue tied, until next time, stay holy, my friends.